today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, the uh, controversy continues uh, here at Hamilton City Hall. We just talked about the Red Hill situation, but uh, there are, well, HR concerns right now, too. After the uh, Vice News article that we talked about on the program yesterday unveiled that a municipal staffer had previously been involved in white supremacy groups and had been working uh, in the city for quite some time, we're told. Uh, the new city manager says uh, they, she will be investigating uh, every facet of this, but we don't have a whole lot of information. A lot of questions, but not a much not much information. Joining us to talk with the, uh, the, about this this whole thing and the implications this is having is Bernie Farber, who is the chair, of course, of the Canadian Anti Hate Network. Uh, Bernie, great to have you back on the program. Thanks so much for this. Oh, it's my pleasure. Glad to be with you, Bill. Yeah, uh, this is a uh, this is. To suggest this is troubling, obviously, is a massive understatement. I mean, you know, the, 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 there's so many questions here as to how this happened. I mean, there's the individual himself and the character of this individual, uh, and there's some questions about that. But certainly, there's a, there's a process question here too, isn't there? Absolutely, and and I think we should be very clear. Mark Lemire wasn't just involved in white supremacy. He was one of the key leaders in white supremacy at a very dangerous time here in Canada when the Heritage Front was at its peak. Um, he was uh, heavily involved with their technology. He was the first one to, uh, in, in a white supremacist movement, probably in North America, to use the, quote, Internet at, at that time and use uh, BSNs or, or broadcasting groups as means by which to uh, promote their messages. You know, he was smart. He was savvy. He, he, he got it. He worked with people like Ernst Zundel and Wolfgang Droge, who are infamous names in, in the realm of hate in this country. So he wasn't just like a, a, a follower, a tagger on. He was one of the most significant members of a white supremacist group in this country. Well, and we're going to get into the city aspect of this and the hiring practices, et cetera. But the, the, the character of the individual, I think, uh, was in question. When we first heard this story yesterday, uh, I know the Hamilton Spectator has done a fair bit of research on this over the last few days. Uh, the suggestion, apparently, from Mr. Lemire was, look, at that that was a long time ago. I was never really deeply involved in it, uh, uh, and it was my misspent youth, you know. The, uh, but the Spectator prints today that uh, court cases have established that Lemire publicly promoted racist and homophobic views well into his adulthood and were po- was posting things like this on his webpage. So we're getting contradictory information again. But on the other hand, uh, the posts are the posts. I mean, that's that's a fact. Well, yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't think we should take what Mr. Lemire says as truthful or, or factual. Uh, the Spectator is a good newspaper. They had a, a, a journalist working for them for many years. I think he might still be there doing columns now and again, Bill Dunphy. Uh, Bill was one of the top journalists in the field uh, doing research and work on, on, on white supremacy. He knows all about Mark Lemire and, and, and the very fact that it wasn't misspent youth, it was it was misspent, uh, you know, life. And um, I, I have no doubt, by the way, I, I, I can't prove this. This is just speculation on my part. But I, I'm assuming that these kinds of things don't just go away unless you want them to go away. And I've, I've spent part of my life bringing people out of uh, white supremacist movements and sadly watching them go back in. But this is after years of work in terms of trying to get them to see a different light. We have no indication that Lemire has ever done anything like that. And, and as I said, he was deeply, deeply steeped in, in, in this uh, philosophy. Well, I, to go back to the webpage, uh, the, uh, I, I, this was actually a court case from 2003 in Ottawa uh, where yeah. a lawyer spotted a diatribe called AIDS Secrets on uh, his webpage, uh, and it talked about sick and sleazy pleasure houses of liberated homosexuals. That's his word, not our phrase. 
uh, denigrating black people and describing both uh, homosexuals and blacks, and they use their phrase, as killers. Uh, and on and on it goes. Uh, his defense, by the way, at that trial in 2003 was, uh, look, at uh, he didn't write this, but the assertions are based on true facts. That kind of tells you the mindset here, doesn't it, Bernie? Well, yeah, and it's more than a mindset. Uh, you know, as I recollect, his site was uh, shut down by the Canadian Human Rights uh, Tribunal, and that was as a direct result of work done by my colleague uh, Richard Warman, who was a lawyer and who has taken on people like Mark Lemire and, and others who had neo-Nazi and white supremacist websites. As, as a matter of fact, the Supreme Court of Canada ended up finding in favor of uh, uh, Section 13 and, and, uh, and, and, the, and the work done by the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal as, somewhat as a result of, uh, of, of the Lemire case. So, you know, and, and any uh, indication by him that this was just, you know, he was dabbling in it. It's like, you know, I've always said you don't dabble in white supremacy. Uh, you don't, you know, you're, you're, for example, you're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. Uh, so uh, I think Mark Lemire, um, people have to know quite clearly, especially when he was hired, what, what was it now, 15 years ago by the city of Hamilton? Apparently, yeah. There, there is no way that he was just uh, semi-involved at that time. He was a leader, not a leader, he was the head of the Heritage Front, which is Canada's most notorious neo-Nazi organization. Uh, the spectator did ask him about the uh, the case in Ottawa and the web posting, and he said uh, in response by email uh, that he did not write, approve, or condone the article. Uh, quote, and, uh, end of quote. Uh, if you post it, Bernie, you're kind of endorsing it, aren't you? If, if you post it, you read it, uh, you're kind of like an editor of a newspaper. And we just saw this happen with your ward news, yep. um, which, you know, with a neo-Nazi publication where both the publisher and the uh, editor of the newspaper were found guilty of promoting hate. So that, these are not excuses. But what troubles me more, uh, I suppose, I mean, I've known of Mark Lemire for almost two decades, so I, I know exactly who he is and what he's done. And I just find it rather incredulous that he could get a public position with the municipality of Hamilton without anyone checking into his background. I mean, I'm, uh, I was left stunned when I read the, the Vice report on this, thinking, in this day and age, well, okay, let's say there wasn't even Google back, you know, 15 years ago. But, if, you know, if, if uh, Human Resources is doing their job and checking, uh, you know, checking credentials and everything else, there is very little doubt in my mind that a, a cursory check would have found out exactly who uh, Mark Lemire is. Well, and that's the thing that I think everybody's asking. Uh, you know, given where he was and what he was doing, uh, was there no vetting of, of individuals in a situation like this? I mean, Bernie, when I ran for public office, I had to have a police check done on me because that's the law. Uh, if you want to coach a baseball team, you have to have a police check done on you. Uh, Listen, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing work at a couple public school boards, had to have a police check done. You're right. When I ran for provincial office, you had to have a police check done. Uh, I can't imagine, and, and if, if the municipality of Hamilton are not doing cursory police checks on employees, then there's something really wrong there, because a police check would have immediately flagged Mark Lemire. And then, which raises an, uh, maybe an even more important question here. Uh, maybe, you know, because we're, we're assuming, or, or at least we're conjecturing at this point, that there could be negligence on the city's part, because uh, they didn't do their due diligence with this application. Or they did. And, and and they fought nothing wrong with it. I mean, that's one of the reasons why the city manager has to investigate this, because once he was hired, 
as as you've heard, he had an unlisted phone extension and no yep. name attached to his voicemail. So it, it's it's as if there was an attempt to try to hide it. I don't know if it was him or because every other city staffer, we're told, has to have that identification. It, it, Bill, this is so odd. Um, you know, I, I, I've worked with Hamilton Police. Uh, I, Hamilton's around the corner from me. I live in Thornhill. I'm yep. there often. I have family in Hamilton. Um, you know, that that somebody would willfully and and with forethought hide the fact that uh, Mark Lemire was working for the municipality is, is potentially, obviously, deeply troubling. Um, I have to assume and I have to hope that that's, that's not the case, especially in this day and age. I mean, he was working in IT. Think about that. Uh, he's also a very clever uh, IT uh, worker. Uh, he would, I suppose, I have to assume, have access uh, to all kinds of potential public information, certainly municipal workers' information. This is not something that I would like to have in the hands of a person who has been so intimately involved in white supremacy in this country. It's, it's actually a little scary. Well, and again, we don't know that, but I mean, the speculation is he was there for the longest time and he was in a senior position within the ID department. Uh, so obviously, as you mentioned, he knows his way around the Internet. He knows his way around computers. So, you know, what information was he privy to and what did he do with that information, if anything? And, you know, the, and the other thing, and again, we have to be careful because we're talking about people's livelihoods and everything else. What we do know is pretty specific, and, and we've talked about it. You know, Mark Lemire is who he is. He, is, he, he was the leader of the Heritage Front, the most notorious uh, neo-Nazi group uh, in Canada. Still has that nomenclature as far as, as, far as I'm concerned. And, and so, you know, if you're his boss, if you're the mayor of, of Hamilton and this scandal, which is what it is, you know, it's, it, it's a scandal erupts. Uh, so what do you do? Uh, well, you know, there, there, I, I'm assuming there has to be uh, procedures in place. Do you uh, suspend him with pay until a, a full uh, uh, examination is done, a full assessment is done? Is he still working? If he is, does he still have access to, to files? I mean, these are questions that, that uh, people should, should be asking themselves. In a day and an age where uh, white supremacy has gone from evil, hateful words to evil, hateful actions, to violence and to murder. Um, you know, we have to be so ahead of the game now that if we have information like this, we have to be ultra careful, not just sort of lay back and see what happens. Well, as uh, our friend Andrew Dreschel pointed out in his piece in the spec today, I mean, there's, there's thousands upon thousands of people that work for the city of Hamilton. And I'm sure that uh, in their personal lives, there are some views that they probably hold that we would probably disagree with, if not find repugnant. I mean, I'm sure that happens in any workforce, that, that those situations. But this is a key area, and this is a high-profile individual who has a, yeah. had been an advocate and might still be, for all we know, an adv- and, advocate for hatred. And, and it's, it, it's more than holding, you know, unpleasant views or, or you know, ideas that others would disagree with, with political or, or, or otherwise. You're, you're quite right. This was a person who's, uh, who not only held views, but promulgated those views, promulgated hateful views against people of color, against Jews, against Native people. Um, you know, he was, you know, I, I, I'm assuming still is, a white supremacist. It's, it's really, it's relatively black and white, and it's, it's, it's quite surprising that we're having this discussion. You know, what is human resources doing, and, you know, how will this get resolved? I mean, what, what, what is the expectation of the people of Hamilton when they hear this? 
in the light of what's been happening over the last two years, uh, where white nationalists have been involved in some of the most uh, ugly things that, that one can think of. Do you want a person who is an avowed white nationalist to have access to private and personal information? I mean, that to me is one of the key issues here that, that, has, that has to be discussed and has to be answered today and not, you know, not wait six, seven weeks, two months for an investigation to be completed. If they didn't know, I mean the city staff, if they didn't know about this guy's background, then they dropped the ball. If they did know and thought it was no big deal... Uh, then I've got a problem with that too, and and even I mean we've heard this debate about you know what's going on with the Trump family, for instance, Bernie. You know with with access to information and and their status, of course, uh, with access to key information and sensitive information. Uh, if they did know and thought it was no big deal, did they also think that yeah he can have access to all that stuff? Don't worry about it. I'm sure he's going to be fine with it. Uh, there's a lot of questions staff are going to have to answer here. Well, absolutely, and and let me just tell you a small story. I mean, back in the 1990s when Mark Lemire was fully, fully involved with the Heritage Front, um, and the and CSIS, the intelligence agency, actually installed a mole uh, by the name of Grant Bristow to help break up uh, the Heritage Front. Uh, in, in the report by, the, by, by CSIS uh, of, of that time period, it came out that <clears throat> there were attempts by the Heritage Front to discover the addresses of, of uh, certain anti-racists, myself included, and that uh, Mr. Bristow actually ran interference as a means by which these people were not able to find the addresses of, uh, of, of anti-racists. I was actually on, on a named hit list uh, where there was an actual plan to come into my building and, quote, take me out. Now, Mark, I'm not saying that Mark Lemire was uh, actively involved in trying to do that, but I can't imagine that he wasn't either. And it was at a time when he was doing the technology information for the Heritage Front. That's something for people to start thinking about. Uh, that's that was then, and now it's even more intense. So I'm 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 I have to say in in this one instance, I'm glad that I'm living in Thornhill as a, as opposed to Hamilton because if I knew that there was a guy like Mark Lemire who had access to municipal roles. Um, I, I would be going to the police saying, "Look, I'm I'm really concerned that this that this man has access to my personal information or potential access to my personal information." Well, I'm I'm sure there's more than one or two counselors or former counselors that are kind of concerned about that, and or other staff members for all we know. Absolutely, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I saw a picture just very recently, and I think it was published either in Vice or, or the Spec, uh, with with uh, Mark Lemire, you know, arm in arm uh, with Paul Fromm, the grand you know, daddy of, of uh, neo-Nazism in, in this country. Yeah, who ran, uh, who ran know, for mayor here in the last election. For mayor. You don't just hang out with Paul Fromm, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I, I saw him at a, at a hotel. I walked in the opposite direction. Um, th- there's something really not good about what's going on here, and I, I, it leaves a really sour taste in my mouth. And uh, Mayor Eisenberger, uh, that's his name, right, Fred Eisenberger? Fred, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, the buck does stop with him. He's the mayor. And I, I was a little put out by the fact that he, he had a very, you know, what I would call benign statement when this was first, uh, you know, that, that when this first came out. This is a serious situation. You know, uh, people should be concerned about this situation, and the mayor has to be very concerned. And his first word should have been, if this is correct, I am appalled. And I am immediately calling for for an investigation. We are going to suspend uh, Mr. Lemire with pay until the investigation is complete. 
A police officer does one, you know, one minor thing wrong. He's suspended with pay until the investigation is complete. Why would the same not happen for for a, a municipal worker in a similar kind of situation with access to very sensitive information? No, I, I agree. I mean, I've, I've received a lot of emails and social media and posts and tweets saying, you know, fire him, get him out of there. I, I don't, you don't do that. You can't do that yet. No, no, no. There has to be a process. There and and, and that's why you do put people on leave with pay until this kind of thing is worked out. And that's that should have happened immediately. I mean, I'm assuming that Mr. Lemire's at work today. We don't know that he isn't, uh, because the city manager, again, with her comments, was very vague about how how they are going to handle this going forward. Right. She says she's going to investigate it, but we don't know what his status is, nor the status of staff who may be involved in this either. Well, I, I, I think at the very least, the city has a responsibility to its uh, to the municipality and to its citizens to tell them exactly the uh, steps that they are going to take to investigate and, and, and get this result. I mean, every every other major kind of, uh, you know, uh, government agency does that by, by right. And, uh, you know, just to say we're going to look into it doesn't give me much comfort, wouldn't give me much comfort if I was a citizen of Hamilton. Well, it's a black eye for the city staff, and and that's unfortunate. I mean, just the first segment before you joined us, Bernie, we're talking about the class action lawsuit about the, the Red Hill Expressway in the east end of the city, the number of fatalities and injuries. Uh, and there's a, a suggestion at this stage, anyway, that staff withheld information for the to city council and to the public about the road safety on that. So that's out there. Now you've got this, and you have to question the hiring practices that yeah, uh, that the city has, has is using. I mean, there's a code of conduct here, but shouldn't those those same parameters in the code of conduct apply to the hiring process too? I, I as a matter of fact, in any place that I've worked in charity work, in uh, NGO work, there's always a code of conduct that uh, that always applies. Uh, you know, I've hired many people over the course of my three decades in work, and and I've checked every uh, reference. Uh, always done police checks where necessary. I mean, this is just common sense. And, and you know, in, in, in when you're when you're hiring municipal workers to uh, to be involved uh, and and have access to such personal information, you better be double checking and triple checking that you're hiring the right people. So, yeah, there 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 is an issue here, and there's got to be a shakeup to find out exactly what has transpired. Well, we've got to get some answers, and we've got to get them pretty soon on this too. Bernie, as always, thank you so much for this. Great talking with you again today. Take care and good luck. You too, Bernie Arbor, of course, chair of the uh, Canadian Farber, rather the, the Canadian Anti Hate Network. Uh, and again, uh, the city manager charged uh, with uh, looking after this stuff, and she, I'm hoping, is going to have some answers to this sooner than later. I mean, this is this is pretty cut and dried. Why did this happen? How did he get hired? Did he disclose his past when he was uh, going through the job interview? And did somebody say no big deal, or was was he withholding information? Pertinent information, you'd think, too. Like we said at the beginning, lots of questions, not very many answers yet. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.